Good afternoon, Acadiana. Welcome to Kane Radio's Chip Shots. I'm Teddy Sliman with you here in the studios in the air chair. Welcome aboard to Chip Shots, one hour long golf talk show. We'll be talking to my colleague in the second half of uh, today's show, Ralph Boxcar Bachelor. He'll be doing that by phone. A lot of golf tournaments happening in our area. We'll be talking about those shortly. The weather's been uh, fairly good for it. I know a lot of the tournaments dodged the rain we had over the weekend. Looks like today uh, the same thing happened. So we're into that summer mode, afternoon showers, right? I think good old spring is behind us. Let's thank our sponsors before we move along too far. Start out with Coca-Cola Bottling Company of Lafayette. We thank Mr. Lee Tatford for sponsoring Chip Shots, along with all the high school sports that Coke sponsors here on local radio, Kane Radio. We appreciate their sponsorship. Also, GolfBalls.com, another title sponsor located on Arnold Boulevard right there in Lafayette. Get anything you want in the golf business, anything as far as hard goods and soft goods. <coughs> you can get lessons as well right there in their uh, merchandise room. Hit, hit golf balls into a simulator and try out the latest and new golf clubs they have available. Golfballs.com, Arnold Boulevard, and Coca-Cola Bottling Company, both of Lafayette, sponsoring chip shots. And, of course, our local golf clubs. Let us thank Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, Sugar Oaks, Bellevue, and Atchafalaya. Let's start out with Atchafalaya. We've been saying they, they aerified their greens. It's not that time of the year where all the golf courses are waiting for the right window to, uh, to aerify their greens. It takes usually uh, maybe a couple of weeks for them to heal up. But uh, the growing season is upon us, and all the superintendents are right waiting for maybe a tournament to end and a window where there's no tournaments to, uh, to chew up their greens. The Chaffalai is also incorporating a Thursday scramble, kind of like what Sugar Oaks does on their Wednesday Twilight Scramble. Nine holes, 5.30 shotgun start. Entry fee includes golf, prize money, and a her- hamburger supper after play. For pass holders, it's only $25. For the public, $40. Great way to end your day on a Thursday. Look forward to something. Look forward to playing golf at a Chaffalaya. Call 985-395-4653 if you want to play in a Chaffalaya's Twilight Scramble. Also coming up this Saturday at Atchafalaya is the Golf Week Amateur Tour. They stop over, they has, have a tour around uh, Louisiana, and their stop on May 13th is going to be Atchafalaya. And then on the 19th, they have the Elvin Grow Group Golf Tournament at 1 o'clock shotgun start, 60 players. All that happening at Atchafalaya. Then down at Bellevue, they recently had their second annual Litter Cancer Society Golf Extravaganza. And uh, that's, that was, uh, no, 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 no. That's coming up May 13th. Three-man scramble, $100 per person. Yeah, that's coming up May 13th. I got it all mixed up here. So their second annual Litter Cancer Society Golf Extravaganza, May 13th. Three-man scramble, $100 per person. You can buy a whole sponsorship for $100 as well. They're giving away cash prizes and three flights. And uh, they're going to have snacks and cold drinks. And water is going to be provided on the golf course. 
And then at Bellevue, they uh, recently had the Cadena High School Boys and Girls Three-Man Scramble, raising funds for their uh, sports over at Acadiana High School. And winning that golf tournament was Dean Dashe, Doug Robichaud, and Dwayne Luvia. They shot 12 under par. This past Saturday, they were supposed to have their monthly dog fight at Bellevue, but it got rained out, so uh, they're rescheduled for two weeks. That's, uh, if I do the math right, it's May 20th. Saturday, they do the all-popular dog fight at Bellevue. They get a good turnout for that and a lot of fun. Then down at Eagle Ridge and Cade, Gary Kidd, the owner and operator, is looking for some uh, help. First off, as a court boy, to pick up the reins, pull out the courts, and clean the courts and put them up. Uh, and then also on their maintenance crew, they're looking for some help. Because uh, once again, the, the grass is, uh, spring is behind us, grass is about to start growing. And once it does, you can't stop cutting it, especially fighting the rains we have during the summer months. Also at Eagle Ridge, they have uh, blossomed and bloomed because of a marketing uh, firm out of Florida gave them the idea to uh, charge yearly fees of $50, $49 plus tax. So uh, you have to join for three years, which comes out to $177. But boy, it's, uh, it's bloomed their golf course. They have memberships. They have mem members playing uh, every day is a Saturday. It seems like every time I pass there, their, their parking lot is full. And also at Eagle Ridge, that hauled in one pool has been depleted twice. They, each member puts up $5 per month, and it builds up, of course, over the course of the months that they don't have hole-in-ones. They have 50 members in the pool. But recently it's been uh, depleted by, uh, first off, um, Randy O'Brien. On March 31st, he made a hole-in-one on number 17. And then Corey Landry, uh, before that, fired a hole-in-one on also number 17. Both players won $2,000. And like I said, depleted their uh, pro-am pool. I bet you they have to buy a lot of beer to those rounds. Then down at Cane Row, <coughs> they're advertising their specials for veterans. On Wednesdays, active or retired veterans, $25 plus tax. Good going, Cane Row, for doing that. Then their senior rate, Tuesday, Wednesday, and 30, $35 plus tax. At twilight rate, after 3 p.m., Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, $30 plus tax. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, virtually the weekend, $35 plus tax. You can still get in 18 holes after 3 o'clock if the courses aren't too busy. But if you want to be a member, Kane Row is uh, promoting that as well. You get all kind of perks if you're a member. 20% off of their soft goods, 10% off of their hard goods in their pro shop, and they have an extremely well-stocked pro shop. $142 a month plus tax. This is the big one. You can book your tea time a week in advance. And as busy as they've been, that's a big blessing in helping to book your special tea time in advance. They also charge your handicap on the Louisiana Golf Association's handicap system. And finally, they waive their dues for their Men's Golf Association. No dues if you're a member. Also in their pro shop, they're selling Raging Cajun logoed merchandise. They are licensed to do so, and they have some merchandise in their pro shop with the uh, Raging Cajun logo on it. And uh, we'll be talking more about the uh, Coach Dez tournament they had uh, this past weekend. Holding ones are prevalent at Cane Row as well. 
Asatibs made a hole-in-one on hole number eight on March 25th. And then followed a few days later by Jay Smith on hole number 17, March 29th. Congratulations to Asatibs and Jay Smith. And then we talked about the coach Michael Desimo, the head coach for the Raging Cajuns. They had their football fundraiser for the RCAF, Raging Cajun Athletic Association, this past Saturday. And my son and I got a chance to go out there and uh, rub elbows with some of the Cajuns and uh, their elite uh, coaches. And also got to see Dr. Maggot, their uh, athletic director. And it was a fun time. A four-man scramble. Uh, my son, grandson Drew got to play with uh, Brian Sonier, one of the former UL great quarterbacks. And uh, good time was held by all. The rain hampered the start of the tournament, but we didn't get there till about 9, 9.30, and uh, they had just rebooted, restarted from the morning rain. And then they got a little bit of a delay in the middle of the round, but a lot of food on the golf course, a lot of fun was had by all, and a lot of money was raised for the uh, Cajun football program. They had a silent auction, thanks to Eric Hike. Elijah Mitchell, 49's helmet, 49ers helmet was auctioned. Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees helmet, all kinds of stuff. Brandon Stokely signed uh, Ravens jersey. Alex Bragman signed uh, some pictures. Brian Mitchell, Joe Theismann signed Redskins helmet. A lot of fun and a lot of money was raised through these uh, Silent auction. Uh, thanks to Mr. Eric Hike for getting all of this and uh, his promotion of Raging Cajun football. Then out at Cane Row, the Iberia Medical Center had their fundraising golf tournament. First gross went to Rhett Viator and his land sales company. They shot 55. First net went to Tom Biard Construction. That's Douglas Biard's brother, and they Doug played on the team. They teamed up for 53 net. Then the Pro-Am was held this past week at Cane Row. Some nice weather spurred on a, a big turnout, 170 players. That's uh, probably a record, at least uh, I think so. But anyway, uh, winning first place was Shane Abercrombie, Mike Frey, or Fry, Kevin Booty, and Mike Vinegar. They were plus nine then at second place, our own Ralph Boxcar Bajeron teamed up with Doug Robichaud, John Trahan, and Neil Dore. They were plus eight. And then third place went to Jay Frederick, Anthony Alfred, and Glenn Pennington, along with Al Moss, plus seven. A lot of good scores there for uh, a difficult Cane Row golf course. Individually, the A player was won by Danny DePlantis, plus 11. B player was won by Sid Champagne, plus eight. Sid's the, uh, he's works behind the pro shop counter there periodically. And I play a little golf with that dude. Nice to see him playing so well. C player was won by Jimmy Prados, plus 10. And D player, Mike Ventiger, plus 11. I believe the next program is going to be held out at Sugar Oaks for the month of June. We'll find out more about that as time goes on. Speaking of Sugar Oaks, their weekly specials on Mondays and Tuesdays, 9 or 18 holes, only $22. Then their Wednesday special, which is my favorite. And the reason it's my favorite is because it's only $31, but they let you play all day long, and you can play in the uh, Twilight Scramble if you choose because they always have the Wednesday Twilight Scramble. So 
kill two birds with one stone there. Sugar Oaks is also hiring a court attendant. Uh, same duties as uh, Eagle Ridge. You pull out and put up the carts, pick up the trash, clean the carts, put them on charge, what have you. Nice job for a high school kid or, you know, especially doing after, after school's over with and, what, a couple of weeks school ends, you, you can pick up some uh, nice work during, uh, during the summer months. And the hours are two to close on weekdays and then weekends they have two shifts, six to noon and noon to close. Go check out Kylie or Mr. Gil Primo out at Sugar Oaks and they'll fix you up. They had that big 4-H golf tournament, I think it's the 23rd annual they had there, or something like that. Mr. Bert Sestier runs that tournament, along with Blair Hebert. Uh I don't have the results, uh, kind of miskicked, mis- you, if you uh, can say that. Uh, Bert had the, uh, the results on his phone, and I tried to forward them to me here at, at the studios, but uh, we'll get that for you next week. Also coming up at Sugar Oaks in a couple of weeks is the Divorce Scramble. That's going to be on Sunday, May 21st. Nice chance for ladies who don't play golf to come out and participate and play a little bit with their husbands or significant other and uh, get get an up-close view of what goes on. The men get to hit the, the full shots, and they can't putt, and the ladies can only putt, and they can't hit any full shots. It's a fun tournament. That's why they call it a divorce tournament. Uh, husband and wife get uh, a little bit PO'd at each other. Recently at Sugar Oaks, they had the Huey and Possum Tournament. Both good friends of mine and uh, were members there when I was at Sugar Oaks. Huey Thibodeau and Ron Possum Giot, and they've been having a memorial tournament. David Huey, uh, Huey's brother has been uh, having this tournament ever since they both passed away. So, uh, Finishing at 9-under with a 63 was a team of L.J. Mayard along with Brandley Boudreaux and Thomas Biner. Tied for second at 8-under was a team of Doug Streety, Seth Trebo, and Lucky Booty. Then they tied David Thibodeau, Justin Thibodeau, and Ross Thibodeau, the big Thibodeau family. All of those were 8-under 64. Nice time was held by all at the... Huey Possum Tournament. And then their local uh, tournaments, like I said, on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, their MGA is very active and have tournaments. Uh, On Wednesday, May 3rd, they had a scramble, Twilight Scramble, as we talked about. Tommy Parr, Ryan Hornsby, and Brian Williams shot six under par and won that event. Then on Friday, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, they had a shamble where both players hit and then you select the best shot and play your own ball from therein. So on the front, winning the front and the 18 was a team of Paul Olivier, Olin Granger, and Roger Pisani. Then winning the back nine was Robert Burton, Ron Finley, and Glenn Dupuy. They were plus seven. Then Sunday, May 7th, they had their shootout. Players play their own game <coughs> with their own handicap, and they uh, add up their points. So it's a total. So winning the front was Paul Olivier and Olin Granger with plus 24 points. Winning the back and 18 was Eric Lachelet and Robert Burton plus 40 points. Then thanks to Mr. Boyd Booty, who is the uh, president and CEO of the Gator Golf Club, which uh, most of their members are Sugar Oaks members. They travel around South Louisiana from Baton Rouge to Lake Charles 
and up to Alexandria as well and play uh, a lot of golf courses that are on the Audubon Golf Trail. Nice golf courses. And uh, it's a fun time for their 36 or so members of the Gator Golf Club. <clears throat> and their most recent event, once again, thanks, Boyd, for getting me this information. And so results from their uh, latest tournament was played out at Southern Oaks in Abbeville. Winning the first flight was Mark Ami, plus nine. And then winning the second flight was Billy Abair. He was also plus nine. And so future tournaments coming up for the Gator Golf Club. Their next one is going to be May 20th at the Island in Plaquemine, another awesome golf course. And then Tamaka Trails, June 25th in Marksville. And I hear Tamaka Trails is in pretty nice shape as well, uh, casino golf course. And the latest results from the Lafayette Senior Men's Golf Association. And uh, I always say this because it, $25 a year dues, and it, it includes a crawfish ball in the spring and a Christmas party in December. And you don't have to be a Lafayette resident to play in this, just a senior. And uh, they have two tournaments a month. And uh, a lot of fun goes along with them. Their second Tuesday of the month is their out-of-town course. And it was pl played recently at uh, Sugar Oaks right here in New Iberia. And the winner of that was Brett Galata. Second place went to Richard Vincent, then John Pierce, and Steve Bienvenue. And then their home course uh, club tournament was played at Abair Municip Municipal Golf Course. And the format for that tournament was individual points. And uh, Louis Domingue won that. Second place, Henry Menard, Mel Pate, and fourth place, Steve Bienvenue as well. Then our Gulf States PGA. Let's see, our next tournaments coming up are going to be our chapter tournaments for our PGA pros in Louisiana and Mississippi. That's going to be in June. We'll talk more about that as it gets closer. In this past week, <coughs> he had the um, Louisiana State Golf Championships throughout Acadiana. Uh, Class 5A was played at the Forms. Individually from Zachary was Drew Silman. And uh, if you can see the guy's name, it looks just like my grandson's, except the I and the L are reversed. All the letters otherwise are the same, including Drew. Drew Silman won, shooting four under par. Uh, second place went to Carter Smith. Uh, he tied for second with Logan East. Carter is a son of Phil Smith, a former LSU player. And he plays for Catholic High, Baton Rouge. Landon East plays for Sulphur. They were three under par. Uh, my grandson, Drew, uh, fumbled. He shot 72 the first round and played a very poor round of 81. Finished uh, like 15th or so. Winning the team side was C.E. Bird at plus 17. They edged out Benton, was plus 20. Then uh, Division 2-4A uh, was played at the Wetlands. Individually, Colin Jones of Westlake was two under par and won by one shot over Dak Rayo from Turlings Catholic and Steve Foche of Holy Cross. They were one under par. On the team side, St. Louis was plus 11 and one as a team. And then Class 3, Division 3, Class 3A was played right here at Cane Row. On the individual side, y'all better listen to this closely. It's a very, very, very impressive. Jay Mandel of Ascension Episcopal shot 12 under par and beat his teammate Kyle Fontenot at 11 under par. Now, uh, that's under par, people. They won by nine shots over the third-place finisher, Connor Casino, who was three over par. 
Both kids were from uh, Ascension Episcopal, and both are going to play Division I golf. Jay Mandel at LSU and Cale Fontenot at Georgia Tech. So uh, an impressive uh, performance there by Ascension Episcopal as they were nine under par, and their team won by 35 strokes over Loyola, who was plus 24. Ascension Episcopal, nine under par. That would compete uh, in a lot of college golf tournaments, I promise you that. Then finally on the state scene, Division Four Class 2A was played at Bayou Bend in Crawley, and <coughs> individually Low Helt was five under par, and he plays for Christ Episcopal. Second place, Cole Haas from Riverside was plus one, and then third place, Adam Trahan, UL signee, was plus two. Winning the team was ESA at plus 46. Good going for a uh, state championship held around uh, Acadiana. And then on the junior scene, uh, a lot of golf tournaments coming up for those kids who are wanting to advance their game. June 1st and 2nd, the Louisiana Junior Golf Tour is going to stop right here at Cane Row in New Iberia. Then June 12th, the United States Golf Association Junior Qualifier is going to be held at Country Club of Louisiana in Baton Rouge. And then June 21st through 22nd, Bo Shannon is going to hold another Louisiana Junior Golf Tour. And then June 28th and 29th, the Gulf States PGA Section Junior Championship is going to be held at Diamond Head right there in Mississippi. Then the NCAA, we've been talking a lot about, I'll save this for box score because I think he just called in and we'll talk about uh, the UL Raging Cajuns in their upcoming Regional NCAA um, qualifier that they qualified for in Norman, Oklahoma. So stay tuned for that. Box scores on the other side. We'll get with him after these messages. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611. 364-7611. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. And welcome back to Chip Shots. Teddy Slamming with you in the studios. And on the other side is my friend and colleague, Ralph Boxcar Bazeron. Welcome aboard. Hey, Ted. All right. So I saved uh, this last segment for you. Uh, of course, it's talking about UL's qualifying for regionals in the NCAA. That's coming up May 15th, 16th, and 17th. And uh, that happened last week. And the community around here is pretty excited about it. Yeah, it certainly seems like, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of posts on, on social media and whatnot. And, um, you know, just the fact uh, Theo um, was one of the featured uh, auctions at the, uh, at the Mike, you know, Dez tournament um, goes to show you, you know, the popularity of the program right now. And um, they're kind of riding a, a little momentum, you know, going into this, uh, into this tournament. So, I mean, you know, Anytime, I think anytime um, as a, as a program, you've kind of uh, exceeded expectations uh, for for the year. And and honestly, let, let let's be you know be perfectly honest. I mean, going into the you know uh, the the latter part of the season, I mean it, this was a kind of a really long shot that they would make it uh, this far uh, with the way they had been finishing. But um, you know, right now. The, the mindset should be, hey, everything going forward is lined up. Let's just go have fun, you know, play our best, shoot the lowest we can shoot, and see what happens because there's no pressure on these guys. No question there. You know, uh, and, and just to add to that, to, uh, to clarify, uh, there's six regional sites across the United States, uh, 81 teams, 45 individuals. UL and LSU are together in the same region, which is at the Jimmy Austin Golf Course in Norman, Oklahoma, and it's hosted by, of course, Oklahoma University. And uh, the top five teams from each uh, region advances, along with one individual who is not on an advancing team. And, of course, UL has a good shot at that if their team does not perform well because they have two pretty good players that are highly ranked. In the uh, the and that's e- e- uh, Eli Artigo and Milan Portiger from uh, South Africa. So uh, you know they can they can advance in in several different ways. And you know one yeah. of the things Theodore uh, was was happy about getting into this region is is that they've competed against five or six of the teams that are in this fourteen team region, and uh, they've competed well against them. They've beat several of them. They've tied some and been close with other ones. So uh, these individual players are familiar with the players on the other teams, and, and they're not intimidated by them. And hopefully that will be to the Cajuns' advantage. Yeah, and, uh, you know, golf is such a – as we we saw on the PGA Tour this past you know weekend, really, I mean, uh, you can have kind of dark horses come up at any time. You know, these are all really good. You know, to, to get a D1 scholarship, you're a good player to begin with. Now, obviously, some of these programs are at a different level, kind of like Ascension Episcopal <laughs> is on the high <laughs> yeah. level, right? Um, but for the most part, a lot of them 
really, you can just separate them. You throw a blanket over them, and it's just uh, who goes out that day and, and, you know, has their stuff, you know, and perform. You know, you just have to get a the frustrating thing about it is it, it's so unlike a lot of other sports, you know, in, in that uh, it really, you know, you really do have to have the team perform perform well. Every now and then you can have, you know, somebody in a, another sport just dominate a game. A guy can go off for 55 points in basketball and, you know, kind of win the game for the team. And, you know, maybe a, a running back goes for 130 yards, you know, and kind of puts the team on his back. But, I mean, it just takes, you know, one or two guys to have a bad day and other guys can, can have a great day. And, and, and the team, unfortunately, uh, is not going to advance. But like you said, you know, there's there's several different factors going on here. But I guarantee you um, those two guys you mentioned would trade their individual accolades in a second to have the whole team advance. You no know? question. So, yeah, so it's definitely a team first and an individual second right. type thing. The NCAA uh, is going to be played at Greyhawk Golf Course in Scottsdale, Arizona, and this is the third and final year that both the men and the women's NCAA championships will be played on the same course back-to-back. So uh, that's kind of exciting and uh, something to look forward to. Plus, you know, they, they can get inspired because the NCAA champion now gets an exemption or an invitation, I should say, to the Masters. So that's, uh, that's added uh, uh, incentive for these players. And, uh awesome. Just to let you know, uh, Milan Potiger, the guy I was just referring to, the South African freshman, he made Sunbelt Conference second team All-American. So he's, uh, he's just a freshman. And, uh, you know, good things uh, are ahead for that kid. And uh, Theodore's excited for, for his team because he has another South African coming uh, this coming September along with some other players. So uh, good things are uh, looking forward for the Cajuns. Yeah, and I think, you know, I mean, I, I don't know all the nuances of different countries, but I think <laughs> South Africa would, would certainly on the surface seem to have an easier time adapting to the to the U.S. than some of the other countries that perhaps have been, you know, obviously kids coming from Iceland. Iceland, and, yeah. Or Sweden, you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of difference, you know. But um, but when you look at the even the PGA Tour, you know, and Ernie L, the Gary Player, you know, and, I mean, some of these South Africans, they seem to acclimate really well to the United States. So I think um, I think that's a good recruiting base for Theo, a you know, fertile ground for some, you know, obviously some, some good golf. And, and, um, and, and, yeah, bright things on the horizon for the Cajuns. And, and very, I mean, you just have to be so happy, you know, after, after these you know, years of struggling that they have um, achieved some of the success. And, I mean, really – you know, um, the whole the whole program is so much from when I was there in the seventies. You know, and it's a long time ago. But I mean, gosh, I mean, really, the basketball program was the only thing that was really kind of kind of humming. You know, but now you got you know, ladies softball's good, baseball's pretty good, football's been you know really good, and then a little, little bit down last year, but still. Went to a bowl game, and, and you know, obviously, I think we all root for Coach Dez to, to, to really get things back on track. And, 
But since you, since you mentioned yeah. in that, you know, uh, Theodore's good friend, Bob Marlin, with the basketball program, won the Sunbelt Conference himself with his basketball team. Right. So it's pretty special for Theodore to win his first Sunbelt Conference alongside his good friend, Bob Marlin. And uh, now, now all we need is uh, Dags to win in baseball, and then the three of them will uh, have a trifecta. <laughs> there you go. You know, and now baseball's got a little bit harder. Yeah, I think so. If struck, they they made they got a, a lot of work to do, but uh, but but certainly, I mean, like you know, it's just good to see the the the, the program. I think it's finally taken that leap to where it's a uh, you know, and you. I mean, I don't want to. Oh well, I probably shouldn't say this, but it's clear cut now as the second best program in the state behind LSU. I mean, it, it, there was a time when you could you could debate, you know, other other universities in the state had overall better athletic success than than the Cajuns did. You know, they they weren't always that clear cut number two, but I mean, certainly now I think they've taken that leap and and um, and 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 the Sun Belt Conference as a whole has gotten really much much stronger um, with some of the recent additions of teams. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, we see, we see that in the power rankings for the. For the baseball, uh, you know, and they're playing now, they're not getting dinged because they're playing, uh, you know, lesser teams, you know. So with the addition of, you know, Southern Mist, uh, James Madison, some of those universities, um, has really added to the strength of the conference, and that's, that's, that's a really good thing for the, you know, going forward for the, for the Cajuns. And then very excited for Theo and his team. Just hope they, uh, they go there and, and um, you know, again, just put expectations on the back go back porch you know so to speak um you're here to have to, to just just go have fun man you know do your best don't play tight you got nothing to lose <laughs> right exactly you know they can point. freewheel it man let it go why not well, and, and they bring in that good luck sean bj their trainer you know along mary's going to drive him Theodore's going to oh, drive the van starting on friday and and head up there and uh Mr. Brad Mosing, thanks thanks to him for uh, he's going to fly the team uh, uh, coming up on Sunday, I think Mother's Day, and uh, so they'll have the van available to them, you know, with uh, with all the other commotion going on for the course of the tournament, and uh, that'll be a good thing. I'm just say a little prayer for um, for Mary then, because the way Theo described <laughs> you know, <laughs> the trainer, he said he can take them in small doses, so yeah. I hope you. Mary, long Mary can handle her own, trust me. <laughs> Had a long drive like that. Okay, well, well, yeah. well I'll, I'll trust you. <laughs> oh, All right, Let, let's uh, turn our attention now to uh, some national news as we, uh, we've worn out the local news, okay? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, I can only tell them about 10 more, 12, 12 more minutes. So. 12, uh, golly, boy, you got to count it down, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I got some. Big, a lot of stuff going on tomorrow. So, we understand. Um, yeah, man. Uh, uh, you know, it's really, I don't know, man. It, these elevated events, you know, kind of seem to have snuck up really quickly on the PGA Tour. And another one this past weekend uh, at a, what, you know, what I think is really a great venue at Quail Hollow. And uh, I, I was reading one of the, one of the pros that made this comment that with one week's notice, this course could host the major championship. And <laughs> I think, you, you know, you saw that kind of with the cut, you know, at one under, which, you know, for the PGA Tour is a pretty, 
you know, pretty high number, really. I mean, normally you have to shoot five or six under at, at you know, to make the cut for sure. Um, but to see <laughs> what the win score was was really impressive. And and and, uh, and a first-time winner at that with, uh, with some pretty good names chasing him, you know. So, uh, you know, Wyndham, Wyndham Clark is 29 years old and um, not only won his first uh, tournament, um, now his previous biggest payday was $485,000. Now, you know, <laughs> you, you, and now he won $3.6 million, okay, right here. Right, so one tournament, right. Roughly eight times, you know, his previous. But 485000 is probably about what most people earn in their lifetime, you know, so <laughs> that was one tournament. So we can't feel sorry for Wyndham Clark, okay? I'm not, no, I'm no, not, trying to make, not at I'm all. Pity. But, but I will say that, you know, kind of given his story, in that, you know, he lost his mom. Uh, his mom had breast cancer um, when he was up at Oklahoma State, and she died at the age of 55. And uh, it sent him into a, really a, a, a mental struggle and a spiral. And he then transferred from OSU uh, to, to Oregon. And the coach at Oregon, name we're very familiar with, Casey Martin, the mm-hmm. guy who, you know, had the controversy with riding a cart on the PGA Tour because of uh, – his um, leg issue, and uh, but prior to to, um, to transferring, he said, you know, he he seriously contemplated just giving up the game, and um, he said there was just so much pressure and, and not having my mom there and someone I could call was, and, and he never mentioned his relationship with his dad, so I, I don't know what you know maybe the dad wasn't in the picture, I don't know, but he just said, you know, I didn't really have anybody to. To lean on and and I uh, was playing bad and I just um, you know really thought about quitting and and uh, but you know he he healed as a person and recovered his game and made it onto tour um, in 2018. Uh, his closest call was in the Bermuda Championship in 2020, and that's when he lost lost to uh, Brian Gay in a playoff. But uh, but it, it kind of spurred him on and realized that he could. Um, you know, he could compete and, and, and kind of be there. And um, honestly, I, I remember him at, even at Zurich a, a few weeks ago. His, his team, I forgot who he played with, but they were in contention the last day. They were in the final, I would say, two groups on, on the golf course. So they had a, a good tournament there. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see a, a young man like that. He seems to be grounded. He seems to be a good guy. Um, you know, I, and again, very elite feel, obviously, with this uh, – with this, uh, you know, elevated um, tournament and uh, man to shoot, you know, <laughs> shoot what he shot nineteen on the par. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, and 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 like I said, you know, some pretty good names which were chasing him. You know, Xander Shoffley was the was the closest. But I mean, you know, when you look at the, the stats, I mean, he was first in tee to green, first in approach, <laughs> third in putting. So, I mean, when you when you have those stats, you know, in your in your uh, favor, you're going to win a, a lot of times, you know, obviously. So, you know, driving the golf ball, hitting it close, and putting well, well, that's kind of what golf is all about, right? Exactly. So, yep. yeah. So, so, so very uh, happy for him, um, and you know, a first time winner, and I, 
you know, have a feeling, you know, may not be the last time we see him. And, and obviously now uh, I would think he would kind of vault himself into that um, discussion possibly as a, as a rider cuffer. You know, I don't know if he would qualify automatically or, you know, have to go the captain's route pick, but I certainly think, you know, given especially all the <laughs> uncertainty about the Ryder Cup this year as far as, you know, who's going to be eligible, will the live golfers be able to, to play or not, you know, and, and uh, how, how all that's going to shake out. Um, good to see a, a, a young American, you know, kind of emerge and kind of find his game. No question. Yeah, we're excited here for him as well. And, uh, you know, like you said, he beat some good players. I mean, uh, this is one of those elevated tournaments where the top players uh, were, were, you know, forced to play. Not forced, but uh, right. they, they need to play no. in a certain number of them. So. And then Rory sure. misses the cut. So does Jordan Spieth, Jason Day. Yeah. Uh, and they all struggled on this very difficult course. And uh, Xander Shoffley, like you said, was the only one that really put any pressure on him. But this kid... This kid, he's 29 years old. This guy, he uh, he played the last nine holes incredible, I think. Uh, I, I don't know the exact stats, but he birdied uh, four or five holes coming down the stretch and just pulled away from Shoffley. Yeah, he, a very impressive finish. I mean, again, when you're in that position. But that much, I mean, really, that's, that's a lot. That's more money than Arnold Palmer made in his lifetime. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. You know, start thinking about stuff like that. But, you know, a guy, that's. <laughs> just life-changing for a guy like that and when you think about the pressure you know and we, we've seen guys fold under much less circumstances you know and and um to, for him to handle it that way i think has to be a big uh, big morale boost going forward for sure and and, and uh, you know happy for him like i said you know um i'm sure his mom is smiling down from heaven um just knowing you know and, and again, so so close to Mother's Day to yeah, kind of accomplish that. Exactly, so it was just a a, a really special feat. And, so and there, there was a funny story about uh, the way he marks his ball. He doesn't doesn't want to play with a numbered ball, so he blacks out the number so he doesn't know what number ball he's playing with. Like it's a if it's a Titleist four or or a Callaway. you know, three. He doesn't he he, he blacks out the number. He says. Uh, I don't want to be superstitious, but maybe that's being superstitious, not knowing the number, you know. Well, that's pretty superstitious. Because, I think so, uh, in, re- lot, in reverse, isn't it? No, there's a lot of guys that will only play low-number balls because they feel like high number indicates, in other words, like a, uh, a five. Yeah, I'm going to make a five, right. Yeah, you know, so a lot of them only play two or three so yeah, that when it comes to you know to ball markings, I mean you know, numbering. That's always and some guys will have like if they're a titleist player or whatever. I mean, you know, custom obviously their balls are made for just for them, and 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 it's all it's going to be one number. Period. You know, it's like you know they either going to play a one, a two, a three, whatever. But um, whenever titleist sends their balls, it's not like a random dozen of balls with with different numbers on it, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, I don't think there – honestly, I don't think there's a player on the PGA Tour that's not superstitious. I mean – Yeah, in some way, shape, or fashion, right? Some, yeah, I don't care if it's, it may not be ball numbering. It may just be you know, the number – the uh, 
I've heard guys, you know, only carry like certain denominations of coins in their pocket for <laughs> mark, yeah. like two dimes, a quarter, and a nickel, you know, and, <laughs> and just are marking your your ball always with the head up or the tail, you know, up or it, it's it's something. I mean, it, it, you, they all have the you know their the beliefs and the idiosyncrasies, and they may not call them, you know, superstitions, but they are. Yeah. <laughs> so, Definitely. You know, I- well, I can remember Jack Nicholas. You know, he he always wore a white glove and mostly white golf shoes. You know, he he rarely. Yeah. Well, but he was like you. Uh, he was colorblind, so you know he yeah. he, he didn't want to mix up colors and stuff. So plain well, generic I mean, white. So I got that in common with Jack. Yes, Nicholas. you do. I'm yes, really... you do. Wow, that's awesome! <laughs> I didn't know he was colorblind. That's yeah. Oh um, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, I mean. And, and and I know it's not again. It's not necessarily superstition, but you know, Tiger's red outfit on Sundays. I mean, geez, you yeah. know what? You know what would that era have been without that? He still does it to this day, even though if he's may not be in contention, you know, right. he's on a Sunday, he's wearing red. You know, so I mean, that's you know, that's um, <laughs> we all it, we may not realize it, but we all we all do it in some way, shape, or form um, when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, to playing golf. So, I mean, that's, that's really cool, though. I'm, I'm happy for him, you know, and, and uh, congratulations to him. And I just want to um, touch real briefly on the on the ladies' side, too. Uh, um, I was telling you, you know, I was watching some of this on ESPN, and uh, it's amazing how everybody thinks of <laughs> California as a – a warm climate, you know, and, and, and I mean, parts of it are, you know, but it's such a, a weird state. I mean, you go from one, from one end that's near Mexico to the other end that's in the, the Northwest, you know, um, and apparently San Francisco was pretty chilly because these girls were, were freezing out there, but, uh, they had, uh, the, um, the international LPGA match, play event um, this past uh, week in Thailand uh, won it and you know I, you can't really say they were an underdog because they had a really strong team but um, but certainly uh, they they beat some 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 teams that were definitely favored you know for sure um, and you know it, it, it was a, a very um, uh, emotional victory for them Um as they had a, um, a very young team, and and they uh, they beat Australia on Sunday in the uh, in the finals. Um, uh, so they had a 20 year old named Ataya Kitakul. She beat Stephanie Kiriyoki four and two, and she was five and zero on the week. And then Patty Savatinit uh, beat Hannah Green four and three in the other singles match. Um, and then the, the two sisters, uh, the Jurangatangs, uh, they, they won their match over Minji Lee and Sarah Kim four and three. Um, so, you know, um, uh, U.S. did beat Sweden in the consolation match and they finished third. So, uh, the players, uh, on the winning team all got $125,000. The runners up all got $75,000. And, this was a breakthrough uh, victory for Thailand, which had never finished better than fourth in the other three editions of the tournament. But it was a cool, uh, cool format. It was kind of a pool play. Um, again, the only thing I, I think um, 
there was a lot of controversy over some of the players that decided not to play at the last minute, and especially on England's team, and, and withdrew, and there was uh, a lot of hard feelings with that. But um, but it was um, it was interesting to watch, and I, I know we a lot of times don't get uh, the ladies some of their acknowledgement and, and, and kudos, but you know if you, if you watch that the ladies game again. Uh, said this a million times, I think it's a lot easier to relate to them and the distances they hit the golf ball than it is to the uh, to the men's tour in the current format. I, I mean, I don't think any of us can dream of hitting the ball, uh, you know, 340 yards or whatever they're averaging now on the PGA Tour. So, right. um, fun event. Um, again, uh Nice golf course too, and that's a public golf course, I believe. Right? Oh yeah, Harding yeah, Park. Harding Park. Yeah, they had a, a yeah. Presidents Cup there um, several years back. That's right. Yeah, yeah, <clears> they <throat> did. Yeah, um, and and again, like you were saying, uh, an area that one our good friend Paul Terrio was kind of in that uh, in that vicinity for a very long time. So um, I'm sure he was familiar familiar with those chilly. Um, San Francisco evenings, but um, oh yeah. But anyway, so I kind of wanted to wrap up with that, and and uh, and with that, I'm I'm going to sign off, Ted, for for this week. Um, uh, but I, you know, I do do again want to you know uh, acknowledge all the the young junior golfers. By the way, I'm, you know, I know I only got to be out there for a brief period of time Sunday, but uh, when I when I left, um, I noticed a lot of young junior golfers on the range, kind of. Kind of warming up. Was there another junior event happening at? at There's going to be uh, on uh, Wednesday. They're going to have the uh, junior high uh, championship. So, oh, okay. Uh, it's not Boy, official, you know, from the Louisiana Golf Louisiana High School Association, but it's it's uh, regional. Well, they were out there early in practice then because uh, there were quite a few of them on the range, and I could tell they were you know younger golfers. You know, like I would say, I don't know, ten to. 14 or 10 to 12 without a, you know, somewhere around there. But, um, but yeah, it was, um, it's good to see, you know, all these, uh, these, these, these young kids. And, and I mean, I know we, I don't know, man, I still don't know what's happening in New Iberia and why it's kind of a, become a little desert here. Uh, because certainly in the Cadiana, it seems as, as a whole, the, the junior scene is kind of, kind of thriving, you know, and, and, and man, when you have a, a program, uh, Central Episcopal producing, you know, D1, not, and not just, not just D1 players, but elite D1 players mm-hmm. um, at that level, man. That, so it, it's, uh, it's encouraging to see, see these young kids out there, uh, you know, playing the game at a high level, and, and I wish them all the, all the best of luck. So um, thanks for having me on. I will see you tomorrow in a Different capacity. Yes, and, uh, I'll be there. And I, and I thank you uh, so much uh, for having me on, and and I wish everybody um, a lot of, you know, luck on the golf course uh, whenever you get to play. All right, Boxcar. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. Thanks All for right, calling thanks. in. All right. Getting back to uh, <clears throat> a little unfinished work with the uh, Wells Fargo. Black ribbons were worn <clears throat> by caddies and players to honor the passing of. Uh, a former golf pro named Lance Tenbrock. Uh, he was an Illinois native, and he played golf in the University of Texas. He was only 67 years old, and uh, all, all the players there wanted to honor him and the caddies as well by wearing a black ribbon. 
And uh, since we're talking about Obits, another uh, outstanding golfer from uh, many moons past, back in the day, as they say, in the 50s and 60s, Don January, 93 years old. He was a 1967 PGA champion and was a two-time Ryder Cup member. He also passed away this past week, so uh, we pray for them. And also uh, finishing up with the uh, Wells Fargo, Ricky Fowler made it up. Uh, he, he had a good tournament, uh, and he's been playing well lately. Of course, he's well-liked because of uh, his flair with the young children wearing that orange and stuff, but uh, he's now back inside the top 50 in the world golf rankings. That's the first time since January of 2021. That's more than two years ago, and uh, being in the top 50, uh, if he continues his, uh, his rise, he'll uh, have a lot of advantages from that. Then uh, on the other tours, um, Poland's Adrian Mironk, he won the 80th Italian Open Golf Tournament in Rome, and uh, now he's uh, one of the names being talked about uh, in the Ryder Cup mix for playing for a European tour team rather uh, it's going to also be played the Ryder Cup in Rome as well and uh, Luke Donald is their captain then uh, speaking of captains Jim Furyk of the United States of America has been selected as a vice captain for the uh, American team and uh, it'll be once again be played in Rome and uh, Zach Johnson is the captain for the U.S. Ryder Cup team then on the uh, Champions Tour Stephen Ames he won the Mitsubishi Electric Tournament on, uh, <coughs> on the Champions Tour. That's his second title this year, and I think uh, fourth overall. So he's won the second title in 2023. Uh, he it was played at Sugarloaf TPC in Duluth, Georgia, and he shot nine under par. Pretty good score. Well, that'll do it for me. I'll wrap it up. Don't forget the CHS Coaches Show. With Coach Desimo and Voice of the Panthers, Tony Landry, coming up after uh, some commercial breaks and uh, Louisiana Network News. So stay tuned for more sports right here on Kane Radio. Tesh Matters, 10 to 1, on New Iberia's home for the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane, 107.5. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Are drug and alcohol problems hitting you too close to home? Get help right now. Insurance may cover everything. 800-694-1127. 800-694-1127. That's 800-694-1127. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. We have a new player on the field and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? 
He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Woo! Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. The GolfBalls.com Retail Center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, TaylorMade, Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, GolfBalls.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight Tools and, of course, online at GolfBalls.com. Sugar Oaks Golf Course, located at 4002 Sugar Oaks Road, is an 18-hole regulation golf course. This medium yardage layout has adequate length, wide fairways, and not-too-difficult approach shots. Sugar Oaks Golf Course is a semi-private course that's open to the public. Our guest rates are very attractive, and our monthly dues are accommodating. Give us a call for your tee time. That's Sugar Oaks Golf Course in New Iberia. Phone 337-364-7611, 364-7611. 